You can't say anymore that Rutgers is not all in. Rutgers is all in. Just play. Like, I just want them to play. You know, there's a lot of noise going on around, you know, outside of you know, social media, all that stuff that just wanted them to play. You know, we're a good basketball team. Scarlet Knights win it! There is pandemonium in Piscataway! You are chop, chop, chopping them down with the boys from the Old Kings podcast. Everything that is Rutgers University football and men's basketball. Jay Henning here, and after a long hiatus, the Old Kings are once again back at it. Uh, and I think I can speak for everybody, uh, all of the old Kings, when I say we are most excited about this year's football season. More excited than the hype man headed into Golden Rail on a booty Thursday. I mean, it's Shiano's second year, men with Rutgers kicking things off with an out-of-conference game against Temple at SHI Stadium. There's a ton of buzz surrounding this, this team with even more talent than last year's roster. So there's a little bit of expectations moving forward here. But before we get into this year's breakdown analysis, let's go ahead and check in with Jert on a recruiting class for 2022. Jert, in your eyes, where do we stand with regards to recruitment uh, for next year's class? Yeah, so we're not done yet. Um, I'm super excited about this class. It's been the best class that we've had in a very, very long time. Uh, Currently have 15 commits. Uh, Six of them are offensive linemen, which I think is huge for the Big Ten. Um, from eight different states. So, you know, we recruited well out of Jersey, but we're also going all across the country, which is kind of nice. Um, we have a big quarterback commit, uh, Gavin, coming from Kentucky, who played in the Elite 11 camps. Uh, we haven't had a big quarterback commit like that in, in some time. Uh, Jacob Allen, uh, probably our top recruit, number one player out of the state of New Jersey. Spotswood kid, didn't play at Spotswood, thank God. But, uh, you know, we've got a couple other four-star recruits and a few other kids that I think we have a p- uh, potential to recruit and bring in. Um, one kid that I'm going to say is this kid that just recently committed, Amir. Uh, he's the offensive lineman from Pennsylvania. He's our worst over the past five years. He ranks higher than you know the bottom of where we've been. And this kid's a monster. He's like 380 pounds, six five, offensive lineman. And we all know you can't teach size. Uh, so I love that. You get that kid in the college program working out and whatnot. He had some big offers. And I think with recruiting because of COVID last year, a lot of these kids are kind of slipping under the radar and whatnot. So I'm super excited. We're 17th nationally right now, fourth in the Big Ten uh, on most ranking sites. And I think we can jump Michigan and be a top three recruiting class if we sign a couple more guys. Well, absolutely. You can't forget about the kicker that we signed, a, a nice local kid. Uh, but we'll have uh, Stevie Nelson touch on him. Oh, I want to swing swing over to the hype man. Hype man, we saw you came out with your first video uh, of the season, and you just happened to be on Temple's campus. Uh, it was odd seeing you in enemy territory like that. What was that about? I went down there. I was not going to let them, you know, get in our head. I decided to, you know, I said to myself, it's a short drive down the turnpike to Philadelphia. I'm going to go there. I'm going to bring Rutgers into their backyard because after Thursday, mark my words, Philadelphia will be running scarlet red. That'll be Rutgers territory after Thursday. We're going to lay a spanking on them. And I had to go down there and just, you know, make that known. I took a walk around campus, didn't see much. Um, You know, I was bold enough to even film a video right in their backyard. Nobody said a word to me. So, you know, I hear about this temple, uh, campus. It's in a rough part of Philadelphia. It's nothing compared to New Brunswick. We'll, we'll handle that, you know, no problem. So, 
you know, I went down there, decided I need to make a trip. This may be something that I do going forward is just heading out to the opponent's uh, campus just to let them know that, you know, Rutgers is coming through. Yeah. A ton of street cred rolling with the, the old Kings podcast over here. I definitely can appreciate that. Nice work. Uh, with that being said, you know, uh, I did want to get right into the game. There's not much that I know about Temple football. I'm sure our listeners are itching to understand what's going to happen in this game. So I want to point over to the Jertman. Jertman, what the heck is going to happen this weekend? What, what's your prediction with regards to the Temple game? All right, so first let's get into just some background on Temple. Um, listen, you're not the only one that doesn't know much about Temple. A lot of people don't know much about Temple. Um, what you need to know is they're returning 11 starters, you know, so we're going to have a lot more experience. They have 11 transfers. I know we hit the transfer portal kind of hard. They have 11 transfers coming in. Probably their most important transfer is Dewan Mathis, quarterback. He used to be a four-star recruit, and he transferred from Georgia. So, obviously, you know, you'd think he's the real deal. They just named him the starting quarterback. Uh, Temple, in an abbreviated season last year, went one in six. Don't let that record fool you. They have a ton of new faces, and I think it's going to be a totally different football team. They actually also got a transfer from Jersey, uh, running back that was at Florida for a couple of years. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of new faces there. I don't want to take for granted, you know, what we expect based on the record from last year. Uh, the last time we played them was when Rutgers was in the AAC before leaving for the Big Ten, and we beat them 23-20. Uh, that's when Matt Rule is still there. Um, should be a very interesting game. I know we're going to get into this and talk about the future schedule. Obviously, this is a regional game for us. We recruit very heavily out of Pennsylvania and out of that Philly area. Uh, so I think laying a smack on Temple is, a, is very important to do this, Saturday, uh, this Thursday. Is this a game where we're paying Temple to come into our building? I don't believe so. I don't know how the economics works. Okay. I think. All, all we're looking to do is we're looking to start the season off right, go out there and get a big W. Whether we're paying them, they're paying us, doesn't somebody that's not on our team. You know, there's been scrimmages all through training camp. camp we've always been hitting guys that are on the same team. Not, not on Thursday. Not on Thursday. Thursday we get to go against Temple, and, you know, we're looking to uh, do some damage. One, one side note, since we just touched on recruiting, um, Amari Clark just decommitted from Maryland. Uh, he's a New Jersey kid, top five recruit, wide receiver, and there was just a prediction that he might be going to Temple um, because uh, he's from Camden, South Jersey. I think this game can play a pretty big role where this kid goes. Is he going to go to Temple or is he going to go to Rutgers? Look out for that name. They're always keeping his eye on the, on the recruits out there. It's something that I could definitely appreciate. All right. Well, with that being said, I think this is a good time for us to get to our first commercial um, brought to you by. Before breaking into our next segment, the old Kings want you to know about an architectural firm that is making waves around the community. That's DeBarbery Architects LLC, which is a full service architecture and design firm based right here in New Jersey with offices located in Rutherford. They have over 35 years of experience in the design of new construction, as well as renovations in existing buildings. They have successfully completed projects for all business sectors, including commercial, industrial, healthcare, corporate, retail, and other diverse construction. 
Whether it's large-scale commercial or small-scale residential, they continuously deliver successful projects to their wide range of clientele located in the tri-state area and the greater metropolitan area, including New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. Visit them today at debarberyarchitects.com. That's D-E-B-A-R-B-I-E-R-I architects.com to turn your design ideas into reality. All right. Welcome back to the Old Kings, your home for Rutgers University football. Let's get a little bit into the Rutgers team itself. I want to ask the old Kings starting point here. What position or unit are you guys most excited about coming this Thursday? Uh, for me, it's going to be um, the D backs. Uh, I know, you know, last year we talked quite a bit about Christian Isian. This year we had a transfer, uh, Patrice Renee from North Carolina that was supposed to start just came out that he's injured. Uh, so I think we're going to be a little bit light in that position. I know uh, we all uh, like Max Melton, um, who's you know still young and whatnot, but I think that's going to be a make or break position. We're returning a lot of players in, in every um, you know spot, but you know I think that's going to be the spot that you know makes this team go from you know an average team to a bull team. Let's talk about Christian Izian a lot. I know our, our fearless host used to give him a lot of uh, a lot of flack last year. He picked it up towards the end of the year. You know, what are your thoughts? What are your expectations? Uh, when you say he picked it up, you mean that, you know, quarterbacks were throwing dead into his face mask. Uh, I'm not bought in. I've seen the tape on this kid. It's out. I don't think he can play at the big 10 level still, even another year under his belt. I hopefully the coaches got through to him, but let's be real. You know, it's, it's between his ears. That's that hurts him. It has nothing to do with his physical traits, his athletic uh, ability. Uh, he just doesn't know when to be in the right spot uh, as a safety, uh, as a DB. So um, I'm not buying it. How about you guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think he struggles with coverage. I think he can lay a big hit, pick off a pass if it's if it's kind of right there. But but yeah, he he just gets caught out of position too much and gives up like big plays now and then, especially when he's in like man coverage where he actually has to cover someone. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. Everyone's high on him. Maybe he got put into a role too early last year. So I'm not discounting him just yet. The coaching staff loves him, but you know, he's a little cocky. They're all getting these billboards all over. <laughs> I was just going to say he got a billboard, didn't he? In his hometown. That's a little aggressive. They all do. They all do. The NIL, they, they, they got billboard. Everyone's got a billboard now. So, you know, hopefully it doesn't get to the heads and they think they're, you know, hot shits now and they, they come out and play and work hard because, you know, he's got something to prove still, I think. Hey man, what do you think, uh, in t- or what position are you most excited about this Thursday? Oh man, there's a lot. There's a lot to be excited about. I mean, I think you could go through pretty much every position group, and and I think there's something to be excited about there. I'm gonna start. I'll, I'll start on the same side of the ball as Jert there. Instead of the uh, secondary, though, I'm gonna go with the linebacking core. I mean, I think that was a strength of our team last year, and everybody's back because of this. Uh, you know, the, the super senior fifth year rule because of COVID. So, I mean, we've got the tackling machine, Olakunle Fadukasi. I think he led the big 10 in tackles last year. If not lead the, led the, the, the big 10, he was right near the top. I think you're looking at him, you know, he's an all big 10 candidate in my mind, if not an all American, um, you know, he's that good. He, I, if, if you ask me, he'll be playing Sundays. Um, you got Tyshawn Fogback. 
Don't forget, he was a big-time recruit, four-star recruit, came in at the same time as Bo Melton. It was kind of Bo on the offensive side of the ball, Tyshawn on the defensive side of the ball. Tyshawn, I mean, I think he, you know, he's put the work in and he he's made himself uh, indispensable. You got Drew Singleton, the big transfer that came in last year from um, Michigan. He's a, a Paramus Catholic boy. So, you know, good to see that in-state talent coming back home. And again, another tackling machine. And we also got Tyreek Maddox-Williams back there at, at, in the backup spot right now. But he's, he's a guy, don't forget, a few years ago, he was uh, always, you know, ball hawk, always around the ball making tackles. So I think you look at that group, um, they got some, you know, experience. They have talent and they have a little bit of depth. You know, they're starting to build, build the depth there. So I think the linebackers, I'm very excited to see them. Um, you know, then we haven't talked any offense, so I'm going to just jump over to the offensive side of the ball. I'm very excited about our wide receivers. This is a group that we, for the past few years, have been saying they stink. A lot of the quarterback issues, people would complain or, or argue that, you know, this isn't necessarily that the quarterback's no good. It's that the wide receivers can't get any separation and can't get, you know, can't get open. I think um, you, you've seen a lot of growth in the wide receivers. Um, Bo Melton, again, I think he's a guy that's got a chance to be playing on Sundays. His speed is just something that you can't teach. Uh, so I expect a big year out of him. I like Shamin Jones. I like Aaron Cruikshank. They got Youngblood, another transfer that that came in um, Washington. So they got they got some people there now that you know you expect can not only get open but can make plays. So I you know I'm I'm hoping to see more uh, more explosive plays out of the Rutgers offense this year because of that wide receiver core. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you know you're going to look towards a lot of these returning. We, what do we got? Like 90 to 95% uh, returning players coming back. So it's a lot to be excited about. Um, I'm going to go with mine. uh, My favorite group that I'm, I'm especially looking forward to getting back is the fans, baby. That's got the 12th man syndrome for sure is going to be out there. They're, they're going to be high in intensity in red on Thursday. You saw Shiano can't come out with the big time video. Make sure you wear your red. So uh, I'm excited to get the fans back into play. Yeah. One thing to add, I mean, I touched, you know, when I mentioned the, the D backs on the defensive side, that I think is going to be the make or break for us, you know, not our, our best unit just to clarify, but you know, on the offensive side specific for temple on Thursdays is, is we're going to have some bad weather coming in. You know, when you're playing inferior teams, I always think bad weather, you know, obviously if, if you throw the ball a lot, that could, might affect you a little bit more, but I think it's an uh, advantage for the inferior team. You hope that a few balls go your way. You get a couple turnovers and things like that. So we're going to have to control the line of scrimmage and we're going to have to run the ball down their throat. Um, that's with Pacheco. That's with Young. Um, you know, Shiano came out and said that the offensive line has done tremendously better. Um, we had a couple guys last year that were pretty young. And, um, you know, I think that that's going to be one key to winning on Thursday. Control the, the, the line of scrimmage, run the ball down their throat, pass when we have to. And I think the weather's going to play a big part in that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that does concern me is whether or not Vedral is going to be the guy that can take this team to the next level. You saw a guy in Art Stutkowski uh, play in a game last weekend with pretty good uh, throwing ability. How did that make you feel, Burbs, as a big Art Stutkowski fan? 
when he, he was over here at Rutgers, transferring over to Illinois and, and crushing uh, in his first game. You know, Art, Art was a team player. He was a guy that was a big-time recruit. Um, I think he probably got thrown into the fire a little bit too early here at the, you know, on the banks of the old Raritan. Um, he, he was going in there as a true freshman with an offensive line that was, you know, didn't stop anything. Um, so he, he, he was in a tough spot, but, you know, I think it was best for both parties for him to, to kind of move on. I think Vedral kind of, um, was a better mold for the, um, the, the offense that we're running now. So, you know, wish nothing but the best for art. Um, you know, except when he's playing us, but, you know, that, that, that game, you know, I hope we you know, take his head off, but not surprised, not surprised to see Art, you know, do his thing. I think he's got a lot of talent. Listen, Art lost his job in high school. He lost his job at Rutgers and he lost the job at Illinois. He came in because the kid got hurt. So clearly they're seeing him in practice and he, it's not there. So move on. Noah's our guy. And, you know, Gavin's going to come in. They like the two backups too. Um, Simon and, and Cole Snyder, they, they, you know, Shano came out and said that he's struggled to even name who the backup quarterback is right now because they're just both so even right now. Um, so listen, let's ride withdrawal and, and let's go. Yeah, and I think Noah gets, uh, you know, not enough credit for the job that he did last year. You know, there was a battle going on with Art Sikowski. He was dealing uh, – Noah was dealing with some injuries and, and everything. But I think that he, you know, to have no – quarterback controversy for the first time in a while no is the guy coming into camp he's the guy no questions asked um he's year two under the uh offense with under gleason right those are things that continuity that consistency is something that we haven't had in a, like, and a, a decade, real off season right right and a real off season so i i'm expecting vidral to come out and, and light it up i think he's got the grittiness he's got that jersey grit that that you know we're always talking about that blue collar mentality so, you know, he's not going to, you know, blow your mind with maybe with some of the physical attributes and these, you know, big, you know, long passes, but he's got all the skills that he needs to get it done. And he's a shifty runner. I know Matt Millen called him out last year, said he runs like a girl, but, you know, Matt Millen, he's Penn State. You know, you can't really take anything that that guy says serious. Um, but I think Vidral, you know, he, he deserves credit from last year. And I think if he's healthy and could stay healthy, uh, this Rutgers offense could be, could be dangerous. Play just to play the little devil's advocate, you know, you know, we have this big recruit coming in next year, Gavin Winston, uh, Wimsett, I'm sorry. Um, doesn't that put a little pressure on him? You know, th- isn't he going to be feeling the heat? We got, like you said, we got two, you know, backups that could get the job done eventually. You guys, do you think he's going to be seeing any pressure? I think it's a healthy competition. Um, you know, where they're motivating each other and bringing the best out of each other. And, you know, when, when um, Gavin comes in next year, he'll be another guy in the room. I mean, I don't think we're just going to be handing over the, uh, the keys to the kingdom. He's going to have to earn it because like you said, we've got some depth, we've built some, um, you know, some talent there. So whether it's, uh, you know, one of these other two guys that's, that's backing them up now, or, you know, whoever it may be, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's the more talent we have in the quarterback room, the better. Absolutely. Let's get back to the specific game. You know, we're, we're looking at a line that's about 13 and a half in the favor of Rutgers at home. Do you think Rutgers gets the job done, is able to cover the spread? Good teams win, great teams cover. Hype man, what do you think? So I think, you know, 
Jerk brings up a good point about the weather. That's going to be the X factor in the game. Uh, but I do, at the end of the day, think that we will ultimately be able to win. I think that wouldn't be surprised if we come out a little bit sloppy, a few mistakes to start the game, first quarter, first half. But I think, you know, mid-second quarter, especially, if not earlier, you're going to start to see Rutgers really grinding it out and taking a two-temple. And I think ultimately we win by, um, you know, three or four touchdowns. Hi, man. I mean, jerk. Give me the hype man roll. Something <laughs> right in this off season. Now I, I think Rutgers wins this game. I think it's going to be close. Um, you know, if I had to bet on it, you know, uh, I'd say Rutgers does cover, but I don't think it's going to be three or four scores. I think they're going to be, you know, covered by two touchdowns. If you get it at 13 and a half, I think that's there. If you have it at 14, I'd stay away. Well, with that being said, I think this is a good time to get over to commercial. Um, let's break over to, uh, our next commercial here. Are you a new homeowner? Or maybe you've been one for a long time and you're just looking to spice it up from room to room. Regardless, I always say that your home is your canvas. It's time to start all the home improvements and design projects that are going to match your personality. Boy, do I have the follow for you on Instagram. To fill all of your IG feed with home decor inspiration and DIY ideas, follow nkinteriors underscore. That's nkinteriors underscore, all one word. nkinteriors features gorgeous home improvement projects, imaginative feature designs, and all things home decor. Best part about it, the person in charge is a Rutgers alum. We should be supporting all our small businesses especially ones that are run by Scarlet Knights. So like I said, go ahead and give it a follow. NK Interiors, that's NK Interiors underscore. Your home is your canvas. All right, let's talk a little bit more at the macro level and where the old Kings see the Scarlet Knights finishing this season. I'm going to have the old Kings kind of walk us through the schedule, help us understand where they see the team finishing in the grand scheme of things. I will go ahead and start us off. I'm going to keep my expectations a little bit on the higher end, given uh, the returning starters that we have coming back. With that being said, I think we take the cake in all three non-conference games, especially against Delaware, where I expect a 30-point victory at, for a double Division one AA team, there should be no match for us. So it's 3-0 to start the season as we break into Big Ten play in Ann Arbor. I think it's going to be a too tough of us to uh, play in Ann Arbor and get a victory there. So we're going to start the season 3-1. and one. As we come home to Ohio State, I think we're going to get absolutely obliterated. We're, we're just not at the level of an Ohio State at the moment. And frankly, I have the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes being the my national title winner. Back to 500, we go at 3-3. Three and three. Following up that game, uh, we head over to Sparta. Oh, no, we come back home to Sparty. I think we get it done, uh, which makes us a four and three in a, in a close game. Uh, then we move over to a team that I've never been impressed with. We're going to go out to uh, Chicago and play Northwestern. I think we steal one on the road in a grinded out type game, making us five and three. 
after the bye week, we have the Art Stokowski revenge game in which we cannot let this kid beat us. I think we change gears a little bit and it becomes a wild shootout. But ultimately, a victory in the end where we're going to start off the year six and three. Bring us home to uh, Wisconsin, a Wisconsin team that I think is uh, due to win the West and they make us look silly at home. Uh, just too much ground and pound, making us six and four. We get crushed in Bloomington, Indiana, where the Hoosiers take care of us like they always do, uh, starting the season at six and five. And then we head over to a filthy Penn State U- University Park, uh, where you know we'll lose to them due to their strong recruiting class. Um, uh, ultimately, not one I like to say, but. Uh, you know, they do recruit very, very heavily within our territory and, and do take a lot of our uh, recruits. Uh, finally, we come home and we stomp out our weakest division opponent, Maryland, which ultimately lands us at a 7-6 record, making us bowl eligible. Very exciting. Jert, I'm especially interested in uh, in seeing where you have us uh, ending it up in the standings when it's all said and done. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off? All right, so first we're going to start it up with the regional mat, uh, matches. Obviously, Thursday we've got Temple. I've got us pegged at a win there. I think it's going to be closer than some people think. Um, yeah, I think we'll win by, by two scores, 14 points. Uh, next, we're going to Syracuse. That team, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a personal game. They start a, a New Jersey kid at quarterback, DeVito. They got a wide receiver from Jersey as well. Again, these are important games to win on the recruiting side. You know, I want to be known as the best team in the, the Metro Northeast uh, where we can kind of really dominate New York, New Jersey and, and parts of Pennsylvania. I think we beat Syracuse. That's going to be a, a tougher game out of all three regional games. That'll probably be the toughest. Uh, and like Jay said, I think we're going to walk all over Delaware. That's going to be a big blowout win. Don't have really any cupcakes on the, on the schedule, but if there is going to be one, it's going to be Delaware. Uh, next, uh, we go to Michigan. I have that pegged as a loss. Um, I, I still think Michigan's, you know, fairly talented. Um, you know, I think we'll get their number, you know, as we you know, stack recruiting classes and keep bringing in more talent. I think we're going to be a better coach team in the, in the you know, next couple of years. Uh, but I have that as a loss. Uh, lost to Ohio State, even though we played them really tough last year. You know, again, uh, everyone's got Ohio State pegged to go to the playoff again and potentially national championship ahead of them. Uh, I got another win against MSU. We beat them last year at their place. I think we handled business at home. Uh, then we've got Northwestern. Um, I have that as a loss. Uh, this is like the gauntlet of the schedule. I said these next five games, it's Northwestern, Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, Penn State. I got Northwestern at a loss. I got us beating Illinois. We're going up against Art. I'm not scared. Um, we might have – it might be the Michigan State game all over again where we force like six, seven turnovers. Um, you know, we know that's his, his bread and butter. Uh, and then I've got us losing to Wisconsin. Indiana's obviously a tough, tough team with that quarterback coming back. I have a loss there, a loss to Penn State, and then closing out the season with a win against Maryland, which puts us at six and six and bowling. Wow. Terrific. All right. Well, I think that, you know, the, the old Kings fans are, are definitely looking forward to this one. Hype man, hype man. Where do you, where do you see the Rutgers stack ranking? And uh... yes. Yeah. So th- thank you. Um, I think Jerry, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. We have that gauntlet late in the season. So if we do want to go bowling, we got to get off to a fast start. And, you know, luckily I, I think we'll be able to. So looking through this schedule again, Temple, 
talked about that game. I think we, you know, we win that game. Uh, then we go on the road to Syracuse this is an interesting game. This is a team that, you know, in the ACC kind of middle of the pack. Um, so a good, a good measuring stick for us. I think we get it done against Syracuse. So we're two and Uh, then we welcome Delaware in, you know, if there's any, any, um, game on the schedule that, you know, we, we think, you know, we all agree on, I think this is the one Rutgers wins this one big to move to three, you know, then we got Michigan on the road. We did take Michigan to triple overtime last year. I felt like that was a bit of a missed opportunity, really a game that we were in control of. We missed that field goal. So I think we come back, we get the job done this year. We beat them at the big house. So we win, we go to four and four and going into Ohio state. What can you say about Ohio State? The talent level, you know, big discrepancy there. I do think, though, the one thing that we always have in our favor against some of these teams is that they don't take us seriously. I think that happens this year against Ohio State. We don't beat them, but because of the new rule with COVID, they get infected with COVID, can't put a team on the field. We win by forfeit. We move to 5-0. and 5-0, then we welcome Michigan State coming into SHI Stadium. We beat Michigan State last year. We beat them again. Six and all. Then we go on the road to Northwestern. Any team that you have there on the um, the Western division, I, I don't think they're as good. I think they always get a little bit overhyped. I think we're able to beat a Northwestern team. We moved to seven and oh, at this point, we're ranked. We're looking at another Louisville type esque atmosphere. We what we go um, back to Chicago, uh, Illinois, and we're, we're playing Illinois on the road. The art game, I think we get it done there. We start the season off. Here's the hype man's prediction. We start the season off a perfect eight and oh. Then we go on the we welcome Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin's a home game. Wisconsin's a good team. They're gonna be tough to beat. I think that is, you know, that is the Louisville moment. I don't think we're able to get it done. We drop that one. We move to eight and one. Then we go on the road to Indiana. I think as far as talent goes, we are, we're, you know, closing the gap with Indiana. I think if we played them earlier in the year, um, they got Michael Penix still coming back from the ACL tear from last year, but we're playing them late in the year. I think by this point, he kind of returns to his old self. We lose that game. We move to eight and two. Then we go on the road against Penn state at this point. We're riding high, you know, eight and two, but coming off two losses, we turn the ship around. We beat Penn State on the road. We move to nine and two. We finish off the season with Maryland at home. We beat Maryland. That's a 10 win season for your Scarlet Knights this year in 2021. We'll go to a big time bowl game. And, you know, you're looking at Rutgers to be big 10 champions in 2021. (laughs) That is absolutely berserk, but. I respect it. The I definitely respect the Ohio Listen, State victory that you chose due to forfeit. Due to forfeiture by forfeiture by COVID. I mean, this is something that this is the reality that we live in, and I think that's where we're ultimately, you know. We're able to come, uh, you know, come Listen, away victorious. Listen, hey man, you traveled down the temple just to scout things out before this week. You're not even going to the game. My question is, are you going to go to Columbus and start coughing on people? What's- <laughs> <laughs> we need I think they'll do it. They'll do it to themselves. They'll do it to themselves. They're not going to take it serious. They're going to think, "Oh, we got this Rutgers team. It's a cakewalk." Next thing you know, they're out partying. They're looking forward to the next game, and you know, a little COVID comes, and that's not something that you can recover from. 
especially with the Delta variant. Listen, before we sign off, I do want to say I just got a notification on Amazon. I have four ponchos, red ponchos getting delivered tomorrow. I am going to the game. I'm going to Piscato. I'm going to SHI Stadium. One thing that we could take away that Jay did say is the biggest impact is going to be the crowd and the fans. And I'm super excited. We had no fans there last year. Um, we had three wins. I think, you know, um, SHI Stadium is a sneaky place to play. It gets really loud. And I think that's going to be a big differential stadium. Uh, this year, I'm taking my wife. I'm taking my parents. I think it's going to be an awesome time. There's no amount of rain that's going to keep me away. And, and I'm super excited to, to, to watch us, you know, win our first game against Temple. Before I let Hype Man go ahead and sign us off, I think what I'm most excited about. you close it out with that. What a, what a speech by Jerk. Absolutely. It's a tough act to follow. I'm but I'll run through a wall right now. Yeah, it's a tough act to follow. What I'm most excited about when attend, attending a game, I know no one hypes up a team, a, a stadium more than Greg Schiano. So when they're playing Greg Schiano on the fucking big ass television, I'm going to go absolutely berserk. The guy is a motivator. That's what he does the best. And I am super, super excited to see him uh, back on the tube and the crowd's going absolutely berserk for the guy. Hype hey, man, why don't you go ahead and finish it, finish it off for us. Sign us off. Yeah, that, that's great. I think person that could hype up the Rutgers nation as good as Greg Schiano is the Rutgers hype man. And that's why you got to, you know, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, Rutgers underscore hype man. I'll be coming out with my official prediction keys to the game. Um, uh, uh, video on Thursday. Also, we're going to be adding a new segment and a new, uh, you know, new videos that I'll be dropping. I'll be coming out every week with the hype man's player of the week, where I'll be selecting a player from Rutgers that really performed and, and shined and he'll be getting the, the award of the, the hype man player of the week. So, you know, with that, ladies and gentlemen, not much more that we need to say here. This is year two under Greg Schiano. We we're starting to see the ship turn around. This is everything that we wanted. Fans are back in the stadium. Football's back. When, uh, uh, Thursday night, it all starts. Let's go, Rutgers. Oh.